Hey, brothers and sisters, in the Lord Jesus Christ, may his peace and grace be upon you as we rest in him today, especially in this time of the unknown. It's so important that we, we get direction from the Lord because in this season, you can go both ways. You can give in to the enemy or you can stand firm in the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit has wanted me to preach my message. Uh, I'm not going to be talking about the wisdom of God because I don't believe um, anything will be received after I share the prophetic messages. So I'm going to share what I saw and the things to come to Australia um, to prepare you. The most important thing is that we take heed to God's voice in the midst of this pandemic, or whatever you want to call it, there's going to be many more to come. And God is preparing us. The greatest source to hear from is the Lord Jesus himself. He has prepared us. He's speaking before the enemy, before the world. He's speaking and prepare our hearts so we can stand firm. Amen. So there's a lot to share here. I want you to bear with me. Um, this has been roughly nine months in the making. So <clears throat> I've learned from the beginning that when I do hear from God to get confirmation, some of, most of them have come through dreams. One of them has come through a vision and three of them has come from spoken word. And I'd like to share them with you to show you which way God is going here. And, and how he wants us to take heed of what's to come. Amen. I want to encourage you for all the people here that are COVID preachers. They're going around um, being uh, COVID preachers. It's, it's, it's the worst thing you can do because imagine you preaching COVID without bringing the kingdom to them. They will not be able to stand. Because where are they going to find comfort in? Where are they going to find truth in? If Jesus is not their comfort, if Jesus is not their truth, all you're doing is exposing their fears without allowing them to stand firm in Christ. So I pray for all the people here that are doing this to stop doing this. Because they're picking up the frequency of fear. You can warn people not to do it or not to get the vaccine, there's nothing wrong with that, but to go out there and see what the government's saying and to expose the doctors or to expose the cracks in the governments or the authorities. All you're doing is producing people with fear and not allowing them to find comfort and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I share this with you, um, not to operate in this way. We're not meant to sit there and focus on what the enemy is doing, because this is a targeted attack from the enemy. And, 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 and I'll say it how it is. I've never been um, a person to, uh, to shy away from the truth, especially in our hearts. But now there has to be godly counsel in how we move forward. And it's so important for us. If you look back at all the messages that have been preached, um, through me and Tony, um, there's been comfort with truth. 
comfort with truth and preparation. All this preparation, it's for now and for the things to come. Because if you're not prepared, then how can you stand? So many people in the Lord Jesus Christ today, especially the sheep, especially the believers, are not able to stand because the shepherd has decayed from the top. He's preaching a message where he's given in to the government, he's given in to the authorities, and unfortunately the sheep, they pay the price. The Bible says if the blind lead the blind, both of them will fall into the pit. God holds, God holds the leader accountable. And I don't take this lightly. God holds the ones who are bringing the good news, the one who has the platform, God holds them accountable. Because the sheep and the lamb, they don't know how to stand. They rely on the shepherd. They rely on the leaders. And it's our job to bring them into the truth, to prepare them, to kill the flesh, to kill the things of the world inside of them, to allow them to deal with fear, deal with the security of this world. So when these things come, the only thing they can hold on to is Christ Jesus himself. And it's so important. It's not a shock to me whatever happens now because I've prepared that soil, the soil of my heart, that ground, I've prepared it not to trust in this world. Though we live in it, we are not of this world, but I've prepared my soil that whatever happens, I'm not going to be wavered on the truth. And, and, and that itself is a process. That itself speaks so deep. So if you're thinking what's happening in, the, in, in our country, um, unfortunately, um, things have, um, from many months ago, um, the enemy has entered, and it's pretty intense, and I, and I would like to share it with you. So you remember, <clears throat> remember nine months, I think it was nine months ago, I don't have the date of when I released it, but it was the same time as when they released the COVID, when they said that, um, there is a disease going around and we're going to begin to look at vaccinations for the people to get vaccinated. In that, in that season, I don't know which week or month it was, if anyone can help me finding um, that session where I preached it, um, it would be good because um, we couldn't find it. I said <clears throat> and I saw uh, in China, I saw a demonic man dressed as a person from China, and he was making, he was making, uh, he was producing a sickness um, to target the children inside the school. And I saw this sickness being released upon all the children in the school, saying, saying the man was saying that we couldn't get the, we couldn't, we couldn't get to the kids, but I'm gonna make this now, and then. Um, they would need a vaccine to fight against this sickness or this virus. This was around nine months ago. Um, and the Holy Spirit reminded me this week that he wants me to share it. Um, if you could just mute everyone, please. Yeah, thanks. So I saw that the devil, he was preparing a, a disease or a virus to attack the children in the schools. And it was coming upon Australia. 
and 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 this is his plan. See, as long as we can know his plan, we can resist it, no matter what the cost is, because we can't stop these things that, that are going to happen. They are written in the book of Revelation, and there are things that God has confirmed through his word. He's seen the beginning to the end. He shows us these things now so we can stand firm, so we don't give in. It's so important that you know this. And the way that you don't give in is you don't participate in it. And with that will come many threats from the enemy. Your, your, your security, your, your financials, he will attack every avenue. But this is where you have to trust God. The Bible says, he's, uh, he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. And this is the truth, that we are the righteous of God now. And if we stand on his truth, we can trust him to fulfill every promise that he promised us. And it is the truth. But that's if we stand firm. If we don't give in to the wiles of the devil. So I saw from probably nine months ago, if I can remember, that that disease being uh, produced in, in, in those types of countries, China, from what I saw, inside the schools, and it was coming upon all the children, meaning that they caused this virus to come so they can get vaccinated. And I'm not a person who watches the news. I don't watch the news. I'm not a person who likes to see what's going on in this world. If God speaks to me, I will share it. So the most important time now is to understand we are in challenging times. I'm not going to shy away from that. We're in challenging times and it's going to get worse. Okay? The pandemic is not the issue. The pandemic is not the problem. Your belief system is the problem. Okay? And I'm going to explain through the word of God what the real issue is when these pandemics come. Remember I told you from last week that God tested them and challenged them to see what's in their heart? Every challenge determines what you really believe. We're good at quoting scripture. We're good at preaching to people. But when it comes to, for our own well-being in how much we trust and, and our assurance is on God, that's what prevails. And it is the truth. So all the preaching that we've been hearing for many years um, in, in the ministry that God has given us is to prepare your hearts, is to purge unbelief is to turn your ways from sin to God so that he can become your God. He can be the one who provides for you. He can be the one that carries you. He's the one that works inside your heart. So it's so important to understand now what's happening. So let me begin with the first. So that was the first dream I had probably nine months ago. And it's happening now. You see what they're doing now? It's actually happening now. They're saying now for the children, that they also need to get vaccinated. It's a planned attack from the devil. And I don't want people to get into that, um, to get into that uh, frequency of fear that how we're going to protect our children and how we're going to stand firm and how we're going to provide. This is faith now. Faith is the assurance of things hopeful and not seen. This is when the word of God really matters to us. Amen. So um, let's share. 
<clears throat> so I got taken to a jungle in the dream. And I, and I was standing in front of an Aztec temple. It was like an Aztec temple that was so high. And I was surrounded around the jungle. And I was standing in front. But there was a stairway where the doorway was on the top. It's like a pyramid. But it's, if someone can put a photo on, on the Zoom, it's like a pyramid, but it's, 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 um, it comes in, it comes in, if that makes sense. So I heard the Holy Spirit say, you have, to come, you have to come up here and walk inside. So I walked up and I walked inside. And when I walked inside, there was a man dressed in a suit and he had two demons, one on either side of him. And there was a treaty. There was a treaty in front of him. And the demons were showing him where to sign. Um, sign those documents of demons. And this man was signing it. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to let him turn so you can see his face. So when he turned, I saw it was Scott Morrison. So, so when, when, when I turned from that, Immediately, in a, in, a, in, a, in a flash, I got taken to outside the temple. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said these words to me. I don't hold him accountable for what he, what he has done. I hold the church accountable. Because, you haven't, because they have been condemning him and they haven't been praying for him. And the Holy Spirit said this clearly to me. I hold the church accountable in Australia. Because they haven't been praying for him. They have been condemning him. And I know what Romans 13 says. I'm not going to say it was given to God from me for that relevant um, scripture regarding him. I know what Romans 13 says. To pray for your governments and your authorities. So that your life may go well. And it's true. When the devil gets into the, into the realm of the governments and authorities, all the people suffer. And that's what's exactly what's happening to us now. In a vision, in a vision, it was in Christmas time. So I'm going back, remembering all the dreams that I had. I saw floodwaters, floodwaters coming through the streets of Melbourne. And this is a vision while I was praying on a table. I hardly have visions. When God speaks to me, it's mostly through dreams. So I had a vision coming through the streets of Melbourne floodwaters and I knew it was the judgment of God and when it was coming through the streets it landed where the, the like the parliament house is all where the government and authorities come together to make decisions and I kept hearing judgment has come upon um, the state of um, Victoria because they've tampered the laws of God and I didn't see which name it was. All I saw is it came over the governments of Victoria. And I saw God's judgment coming upon them. I also saw that the headquarters of Satan in Australia is that place. That's where the enemy has built and established his house, meaning his teaching. Or meaning people that hate God. And that's what it really is. So I saw judgment coming upon this man. God's judgment. 
And I, and, and I don't need to tell you what happened next to the man who changed the laws. Okay. You remember, I think it was last week or the week before when I shared about um, Gladys when she was getting on top and she was saying that New South Wales has entered in a state of emergency and that the sickness was in the air. It's happening now. Look now. It's coming to all the, the towns in New South Wales. They're all beginning to get locked down and she's going to release this soon. I don't know when, but she's going to release this soon. When I was standing in, on a hill... When I was standing on a hill in my dream, God was showing me that we're standing inside of his presence. We're in a safe place. And there were believers with me on that place. We're in a safe place. I saw all the people in Sydney, in the city. It was like I saw the population of New South Wales. And I saw roughly around 20% of the people didn't get vaccinated. I saw the rest of them got vaccinated. And these are things that are, are going to happen. But for the people of God, we have to stand firm. Now, there are, there are many warnings come from the Holy Spirit in what I'm going to say next. And it's a warning in every way to different types of believers in different types of spiritual levels. And I hope, and I hope that these people hear this message. Because it's not from me, it's from God. <clears throat> so this is when it gets alarming um, for the believer. So let me share. I'll probably share. I'll share this one first. I just got to sit up. Okay. So I was standing on a bridge. This was roughly two weeks ago. <clears throat> I was standing on a bridge in a high area. And I saw like a rampage of a river flowing under that bridge. And I saw a lamb. I saw a lamb going down to drink from that river. So we know that the lamb symbolizes the believers. We know the river symbolizes Jesus Christ. He is the river of life. So the lamb was drinking from the water, on the edge of the water. And I'm on high grounds again watching. And... What I saw was a dog, a demonic dog, ambushed the lamb. He ambushed the lamb, grabbed it from its ear, and began to wrestle um, with the lamb and the dog. And what I saw was it was an equal battle. Okay? The dog, this is the Holy Spirit, how he explained it to me. So the dog symbolizes fear and intimidation. When, when the demonic spirits are at work, what the dog 
um, represents is, is one of the attacks or the strategic attacks of the devil, which is fear and intimidation. Now, it was a, it was a contest. It was an equal contest. And what, the, and what the demonic dog was doing was it kept dragging it into deeper waters. The demonic dog was dragging the lamb into deeper waters. And, and what I saw after that, I saw this water creature come out from the depths of the darkness, come, and what it did was he ate the dog and he ate the lamb together. And it went down into the deepest, darkest water. And I woke up in a shock. I woke up in a shock to my Bible plane, to my Bible plane in Revelations chapter 13. And I heard the voice three times of the Holy Spirit. He said to me three times, Leviathan, who you saw is Leviathan. Three times. I've never heard of this water creature. I've never really studied or looked at the book of Revelation. In Revelations chapter 12, Revelations chapter 13, it talks about the, it talks about the water creature in him being Leviathan. And what he did was he ate, he ate the lamb and the dog. So I woke up and I, and I spoke to Tony about it, um, sharing um, what I saw. And I told him that I, w- I want the Holy Spirit to show it to me. I don't want to start to look through the word of God to try to guess what he's saying to me. So, so I left it. And, and I left that and I let it go. And I said, Holy Spirit, when you're ready to tell me what it means, please, you can share it with me. So three days ago, when I was in my fast, I had another dream. Okay. But let me just finish off this dream first, because they both connect together. So, so the lamb, this is the Holy Spirit, how he explained it to me. Why, when I was praying in the spirit. The lamb is symbolic of the believer. The dog is symbolic of uh, um, a demonic dog, which is symbolic of fear and intimidation. And it was an equal battle. What the devil was doing was dragging him to a greater opponent. And what he was doing, he was dragging him to a greater opponent, which is Leviathan, and Leviathan ate him and destroyed the believer. So what the Holy Spirit said to me is that Leviathan is symbolic of the one who twists the word of God. Now listen carefully. He showed me that through fear and intimidation, the believer is going to begin to twist the word of God. Now you begin to see now, how can the devil twist the word of God inside of us? Through fear and intimidation, he allowed us to twist the word of God. You know why? Because of our insecurities. Because of our unbelief. Look what the devil is threatening you with. Your livelihood. Your money. Fear of providing. Fear of the future. Many people are giving in to the devil because their lack of trust or the lack of provision in God. And it was interesting how he showed me the devil came first with fear and intimidation. He came against the believer with fear and intimidation. 
and it was a joint battle. It was an equal battle. The devil couldn't sway him. But when but when he when he got to Leviathan, Leviathan allowed him at the at the end of that road to twist his to twist the word of God to accommodate for his fears or to accommodate for his insecurities or to accommodate for his lack of faith. And some many people today have gotten the injection because the lack of provision. How am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to feed my children? What's what's for me in the future? So people have run to that place and they've given in to the walls of the enemy. And it's interesting because the pandemic, there's going to be many more. The issue is not the pandemic. The issue is the lack of trust we have in the Lord. The things that are still living inside of us that are not dead. Because if you haven't killed um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life, guess what? The enemy has a hold to attack you that can allow you to give in to these things. Put, put it this way. What's allowing people to get vaccinated today? It's money. They have to get back to work. They have to provide for their family. They have to pay their mortgage. They have to look after themselves. Money is the problem. The issue is not the sickness. The reason why people are fighting against the vaccine is because they've heard reports that it can make you sick, it can hospitalize you, and it can have side effects. Guess if the government said to you that nothing will happen to you, it's, test, it's tested, and there will be no side effects, everyone will get it. And it's, and it's true. Everyone will get it. But because there is side effects, because there are sicknesses and diseases and people dying from it, people are fighting against it now. But when you read the word of God and you get an understanding of what he's saying regarding this pandemic, you'll have assurance that this is certainly not from God. So I want to bring up a scripture, an accurate scripture about what speaks about the vaccine. Because I'm sorry to say, I've heard an apostle, and I've heard an apostle, I've heard a pastor, unfortunately, twist the word of God. And, and, and I'm not here to condemn or look down on anyone. Please, we are called to rightly handle the word of truth. And there is no more powerful way in handling it in this season that we're in. And it's the truth. We can't tell younger believers to you go pray and you hear from the Holy Spirit. They don't know how to. Okay? They don't know how to get instruction and wisdom from God in this area. They're just beginning to crawl. And we're going to tell them to go pray and get direction from God. It's our duty to hear from God and to, and to equip the saints or equip the believers so they can stand. And it's the truth. It is the truth. Why so many sheep are going in to get vaccinated and vaccination is not the problem. There's going to be many pandemics and many other vaccinations. I don't know. But this is the beginning of something that the enemy is going to do. And the Bible tells you that. So let's all go, please. For all the people that are confused about what should I do? Should I get the vaccine? Or should I not get the vaccine? I'll let God answer it. Let's go to Revelations chapter 18, verse 21. 
Revelations chapter 18, verse 21. Can I share something with you? Don't go after that frequency of fear. Because I heard from God regarding this. There is nothing, there's no better way than to hear from the Creator, our Father in heaven, through His Son, Jesus Christ, to give us direction by His Spirit, how to stand firm and how to remain in Him. There is no greater way. And this is how I want every person to, to, uh, to be established, to wait on God and to seek Him with all their heart and to wait on Him, to stand firm. So let's read it. I'm reading it from the Amplified Version. Then I'll tell you what one of the words mean in the Greek. Hang on a sec, please. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So Revelation chapter 18, verse 21. Unfortunately, I have used the scripture out of context. Out of context, they've used the scripture um, that if you drink poison, um, by no means shall it ever harm you. That's out of context. One, one, one apostle said, if anyone is sick among you, let him call the elders of the church and, and, a, and, a, and a prayer of the righteous um, availeth much will heal you. Out of context again. Okay. We are called to use the word of God rightly. Now, now in the Mark, in Mark, I think it was Mark, Mark 16, it tells you if you pick up any snakes, um, it, um, and you drink its poison, it will not harm you. Jesus was commissioning them to go around the whole world and preach the gospel. And he was showing you that you're going to go into villages where people are going to try to poison you and kill you because they hate the truth that you're bringing. You have to use the, con you have to use the scripture in context. You can't use it to say that I'm going to get the vaccine and, and, and I'll drink poison and it will not harm me. The Bible says not to put the Lord your God to the test. And, and that is the truth. We are not called to put the Lord our God to the test. So that scripture regarding the Great Commission, Jesus was sending them around the whole world where they have foreign gods and they're bringing a, a foreign truth to them and People are going to come, they're going to sit in people's houses and people are going to try to poison them to kill them because of the truth that's inside of them. We have to use the scripture in context. We can't have the scripture regarding a vaccine. And, and this is not only for the vaccine. This is how we rightly handle the word of truth for every season that we go through. There are going to be different seasons and we have to have an accurate truth when reading all the context to speak on what we're trying to justify. So let's read it from the Amplified ver um, Version, um, Revelations 18, 21. Then a single powerful angel picked up a boulder like a great millstone and flung it into the sea, saying, with such violence, will Babylon the great sea be held down by the sudden spectacular judgment of God and will never again be found. 
and the sounds of the harpist and musicians and the flutist and trumpets will never again be heard in you. And no skilled artesian of any craft will ever be found in you. The sound of the millstone grinding grain will never again be heard in you. For commerce will no longer flourish and normal life will cease. Now, did you hear that now? Normal life will cease. Now, he says after this here, and never again will the light of a lamp shine in you and never again will the voice of the bridegroom and bride be heard in you. For your merchants were the great and prominent men of the earth because all the nations were deceived and misled by your sorcery, your magic spells and your poisonous charms. And in Babylon was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints, God's people, and all of those who have been slaughtered on earth. Now, he's showing you here. And Babylon was found, the blood of the prophets and the saints, God's people, and all those who have been slaughtered on earth. So this is a strategic attack on the whole world itself. When you ever want to see an attack that, that's going to come upon the whole world, this is one of them. This is one of Satan's sorceries against the people of God. It's really an attack on people. You know why it's an attack on God's people? Because it delays God's coming. Then lesser of them can preach the coming of the Lord. Lesser of them can bring the kingdom of God on earth. It's really an attack of the devil. That is his plan. He knows where he's going, but he wants to delay it to take as many people to hell as he can. This is how the enemy works, and this is how I see the way that he's working in the spiritual realm. So it says here, the blood of the prophets and of the saints, God's people, and all those who have been slaughtered on earth, meaning they died from it. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people dying from this vaccine, which is probably the beginning of many. But there are thousands now around the whole world that are dying. And, and we can't say, you know, you drink poison and it will not harm you. God's saying they're going to die. God's already written the book of Revelation. He's the beginning to the end. He shows you that if you're going to take it, possibility you can get sick, possibility you can have side effects, possibility you can die from it. And that's the truth. We can't change that. The only way we can stand is to reject it. And when you know, when you know that God is actually informing the saints and the ones who love him to stand firm, we know that God's already written this and prepared for you to stand firm. And there's going to be many. Believe me, the pandemic is not the issue. The issue is your belief system. The issue is the foundation of how much you plowed the ground for your heart to be rooted in Christ. So it shows you here the word sorcery. Now let's go deeper. The word sorcery is, is pharma or pharmaceutical. Okay? That means the word pharma here, it says here, and, and because all the nations were deceived, you know what it means to deceive? To be deceived, it means you've believed the lie. It means the truth has been taken away from you. In black and white, that's what it means. 
So look at Satan's two strategic attacks, deception and to mislead you. So look what he said, because all the nations, now look, this is a worldwide attack. I want you to see this clearly. And like I said, it's probably the beginning of them. It's a worldwide attack on the body of Christ. He says, all the nations were deceived and misled by her sorceries. The word sorcery here is the use or the administering of drugs. Now, do you want to interpret that? It's crystal clear. It says here, poisoning, sorcery, magical arts, often found in connection with idolatry and fostered by it. This is from the Thayer Dictionary from the Greek Thayer Dictionary that describes every word from the Greek Esod. It says here, metaphor, metaphorically, the deceptions and seductions of idolatry. Now, if you want an accurate scripture regarding um, uh, this COVID-19 or, or this virus, this is probably the most accurate scripture regarding the season that we're in. Okay? So, people that are listening... People that are listening, this is from God, and it's probably just one of the beginnings of the of 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 the attacks of the enemy. There might there might be many, but I don't know. But I'm telling you where it's coming from. When you know where it's coming from, you will resist it. If the if the health minister was to say today that this these vaccines are proven and nothing will happen to you. The whole Christian world will take him. And it's the truth. But because people are dying from it, people say, no, um, I shouldn't be taking this because I might get sick. But God's word told you to do not go next to these things. It's God's word first. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And believe me, if for all the, for all the believers now um, um, going around preaching about the pandemic and quoting the book of Revelation, it's wrong. Your foundation has to be in Christ. You should be seeking with your heart every day like it's your last day. You should be in a place where you're in his word, you're plowing the place of your heart, you're dealing with sin, you're, you're, you're progressing in spiritual maturity. This is the area you should be focusing on. When Jesus came on earth, the people thought that Jesus is going to stand up from, for the Roman rites and to preach against it, and to save their people from bondage and oppression of the rulers and the authorities. Jesus didn't open his mouth. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was, my people will fight for me. So Jesus doesn't stand up for this COVID and, and, this, and this disease or virus or whatever you want to call it. He stands up for the truth. Our king, the kingdom of God is not of this world. If it was, Jesus will fight. He didn't fight. So why are you trying to fight the governments and authorities? Why are you trying to fight them? What's written will happen and you cannot change that. That's part of revelation and he is going to come. So Jesus himself being the son of God, being the author of life, the creator, the beginning and the end, didn't come to fight for the Roman right, didn't fight for them to leave his people alone and change the rules. He said clearly, my kingdom is not of this world. And, and, and this, is the, this is so important that you understand, don't get into the business of trying to see what's next, the frequency of fear, and to understand 
um, all these things that are going to come, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Surrender your life to him. Because believe me, he's the only one that you have. He's the only one that you have. And every day, if you didn't focus on this foundation, your building can be destroyed immediately. And it's the truth. Now, I'm not here to condemn people that have received the vaccine. But all of a sudden, after so many people have received the vaccine, they come to me after and they say to me, should I have received it or shouldn't I have received it? You've already been condemned in your heart that you've done the wrong thing. Why are you trying to justify your fears now? For the people of God, there are going to be many more attacks. We're going to be oppressed so much more. But our trust has to be in God. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And that is the truth. That is the truth. He won't if we stand on his promises. If we stand in long suffering. If we stand in his truth every day and don't give in to the demonic dog of fear and intimidation that allows us to twist the truth. I've never heard about the spirit of Leviathan. But when I started to look into it, I started to say, wow, he's the one that twists the word of God. And when you're not dead to the world, very easily you can twist the word of God. When you're building your own agenda, you can twist the word of God. And it's the truth. And God is looking for his saints to stand firm, not to represent um, truth regarding the pandemic, but to bring the kingdom of God on earth. We are called to preach the kingdom. We're not called to be COVID preachers. We're not called to be pandemic preachers. We're called to preach the truth. And it's so important to understand that we're not called to, to look at this area. The, the body is getting sucked into something that's not of us. And we have to be careful. Do not entertain these things. So what allowed Leviathan, what allowed Leviathan to, to twist the word of God was fear and intimidation. And what was interesting is that Leviathan swallowed the dog, meaning it came from the same attack of the devil. He released those two spirits that are very, that are very um, uh, organized, very organized to seduce and to attack the believer. Fear and intimidation allows you to twist the word of God. And this is God showing us we have to stand firm and we should not bow down to this. So let me, let me explain the last dream. And this dream happened, I think, um, last week. So this was an amazing dream. But this was the Lord showing me what's going to happen to the two different believers. And, and I pray by the grace of God that you take this serious. Every believer here. In love, I tell you. I tell you in love, take this message seriously. Because it came from God. So I got taken, I got taken to where I used to do Bible studies. 
in Baker Street, where I first started my Bible studies. That's where the Lord came out of the sky. This is when the Lord told me that I called you to preach the gospel, but you have to build a carpool or a shelter in your backyard to house the people. And he said to me, when you finish building it, I'll come out of the clouds and I'll show you my face. So when I finished building it, the Lord came as the lion. Uh, he came out of the clouds. As a lion, there was an angel worshipping him and the devil was underneath him. And then the, his power fell on me in that time when I started, roughly around six years ago. So the Lord took me back to there. He took me back to there and he, show, he showed me. He took me back to there. I used to pray next to the clothesline. Um, but this time I was in a I was in a motion on my on a on a on a praying motion, like I was in a posture of prayer on my knees, and my head was down. And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, "Put your head down, and don't lift your head until I tell you to lift your head." And a demonic wind came. A demonic wind came, so powerful, of the demonic wind, and his force was coming upon all the houses that are around me. I saw houses that were uprooted from underneath the concrete, where there was grassroots from underneath the concrete and houses flying with that wind. And then I saw, onto my right side, I saw houses that only the roofs were damaged. The foundation still stood, but the roofs were damaged, but they were warped. It was like it was a warped roof. And, and as soon as that passed, I nearly got sucked into the wind and taken in with that cyclone, that demonic force. But I stood my ground. And the Holy Spirit said, now you can lift your head for he has passed over. So when he passed over, I looked into the sky and I saw a preparation of God's glory coming upon the earth. I didn't see the coming of the Lord. I saw a preparation of God's power coming on earth. But behind that, I saw, I saw like people getting ready for the Lord's coming. It was like, it's not far behind it, if that makes sense. And when I woke up from the, when I woke up from the dream, the Lord spoke to me. And he said, the, the attacks of the enemy or his demonic wind, which symbolizes um, um, his, his attacks or, or his doctrine or his strategic attacks when they were coming, when they were coming, when they were coming upon, it's like, it's like all the houses were being uprooted, one's from the foundations, one from the roof, and he showed me the believers. He showed me the houses around you are the different types of believers. He said, not many believers are going to be standing against this attack. Many will be uprooted from the roots. Then he showed me, I saw more houses being uprooted from the roots than the ones that were only the roofs were damaged. So I looked to my right side, only the roofs were damaged. And the Holy Spirit showed me, that the first house, all the houses that you saw uprooted from the roots were the ones who had no foundation in Christ. They couldn't stand. They fell away. They fell away and they didn't recover. You have to hear this. The Holy Spirit telling me they didn't recover. Then he said to me, the ones on the right, 
were the ones whose minds were twisted and they got attacked in their minds. They twisted the word of God for their own desires and they were damaged and they were hurt spiritually and emotionally and mentally, but their foundation still stood. They came out of it. He showed me those believers came out of it and they got restored. They needed healing. They needed restoration. They needed time to actually get out of that place, but they were restored. But the majority of them didn't stand anymore. They gave in to the enemy. Okay. Then, then he showed me what I was doing when the wind came. He said, look what you were doing. You were in a time, you were in a place of his presence. You were in a place of his presence praying and interceding. And he showed me though the attacks of the enemy came, we were rooted in his presence. The believers were rooted in his presence. They didn't leave the area of his presence. And this is so important for everyone to understand that your strength comes in the presence. Your direction comes in the presence. It says in his presence is the fullness of joy. And in that place, he makes known the path of life. So when I read that, I saw a wave coming over us. The, the, the demonic wind left and, and it passed. It didn't stay anymore. But it showed me for the people who were uprooted from the roots, they didn't walk in the anointing of God. For the ones who were damaged in their minds, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, they didn't walk in the anointing of God. He showed me But for the people that were on their knees praying in the present, they carried the anointing. They carried the glory. And he showed me, he showed me revival come after it. it it's not coming now. It's coming before the falling away. It comes after the falling away. It will not come now. The great testing is coming now upon all the believers to see what you really believe because, because God won't give the glory to those who are half-hearted. He won't give the glory to people that are still seduced and, and swayed by this world. He was going to give it to people that are dead, that want to walk in his glory, that have crucified the flesh. They have spent time in the Holy Spirit. They know him and have a relationship with him. And for the people that are doing it, God bless you. For the people that are standing firm, God bless you. God bless you. Keep in this place because his pressures and attacks are coming more and more. I'm not telling you now to sit back and wait for his attacks. No, keep eating from the true bread of life, Jesus Christ. Keep eating in his presence. Keep in this place. Stay together. Be accountable to each other. Stay together. We will help you. We will walk with you. But it's so important that you get direction in this season. The pandemic is not the problem. Okay. Let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter, 
second Peter chapter three, verse 10 to 18. This is from the New King James Version. If ever I can turn to Second Peter chapter three, verse ten to eighteen, you know, you know, you know what saddens me. I've had people that I haven't seen for ten months jump on jump on Zoom to find out what's going on with the vaccine. But don't you want to get fed in the Holy Spirit every week? Don't you want to get fed in the Holy Spirit every week? Don't you want to work the area of your heart so you can know how to walk with the Lord more and more? It saddens me that believers, when there is a pandemic, they run to God for a truth, but every day they don't eat, they don't eat and drink from the Lord Jesus himself. We are here for each other, and I'm not here to condemn any of you that use the people that come and go in, in season, but don't you want to be rooted in Christ? Don't you want to grow in him? We're a body. We're a body. We are called to be together. And we're not called to preach anything we want or what we think. We're called to preach what Jesus wants us to preach. But it saddens me that people that people today heard that I'm preaching about the pandemic and everyone wants to hear. But isn't Jesus your Lord? Don't you want to prepare yourself for his coming? Because he's coming soon. You know, we're used to preparing ourselves and how to walk in his power and glory. But believe me, there's a new teaching coming. How to prepare yourself for the Lord when he comes in the cloud. So let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 18. In this scripture, he speaks about the coming of the Lord Jesus and how we are to prepare for him. And also a great twisting of the word regarding whose paths are unstable and lack of knowledge of Jesus and his word. So in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 to 18, it speaks about the Lord's coming. It speaks how we are to prepare for him as saints. And it speaks about how there's going to be a great twisting of whose paths are unstable and his knowledge of his word. So isn't that interesting? You can begin to see the seasons that we're in now. People beginning to twist his word. So, so something so important for us to understand, the pandemic has established and exposed your provision of God, your protection from God, your guidance from God, and through your unstable ways. The pandemic has exposed all those things inside of you, your provision, your protection, and your guidance that you need from God. That's why so many people are trying to fight the governments and authorities. That's why so many people are talking a fear that they have to do something about it. If you really want to do something about it, start to fast and pray for your governments and your authorities. Whenever there was a pandemic from Egypt to, to Jerusalem, from the Old to the New Testament, or Israel, they always fasted and prayed and humbled themselves before the Lord. Because put it this way, people that go out there and they wanna um, they wanna they wanna rally and, and they wanna stand up for their rights, it turns into evil. And that's the truth. So let's go. Second Peter chapter three, verse ten. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, and the elements will melt 
the fervent heap, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? So it's showing you here, it's showing you before the coming of the Lord, which area you are to focus on. And that is the truth. Many people in, this, in, in, in the body are walking this way, but it's showing us what we are to focus on. Does it tell you to focus about the Antichrist? Does it tell you to focus on, um, you know, pinpointing who he is and what it is? No, prepare your vessel. So you ought to be holy conduct, godliness, looking for the hastening, the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found in him in peace with spot and blameless and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Long suffering means you're patiently enduring all the challenges and tests and the trials that you're going through. It says here, and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation as also our beloved Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. Now, it's interesting here. I'm doing a series of wisdom. And the Holy Spirit showed me that the greatest key from cover to cover in the Bible is the wisdom of God. And it shows you here, look at the final destination of the wisdom of God. It teaches you to prepare yourself for the powerful. And it's, 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 it's a powerful thing because wisdom is, is, is the most important principle from cover to cover in the Bible. So let me keep going. It says here, um, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unsta unstable people twist. Now you start to see the enemy, he twists the word of God. How does he twist? How does the spirit of Leviathan twist the word of God? Because of your unstable and your unlearned ways. My people perish because their lack of knowledge. And when someone's unstable, he makes decisions out of the flesh and not the spirit. And what I mean by that, let's say someone has a love for money. So he brings God into his teaching and twists the word to accommodate to what he really loves or treasures inside of his heart. Does that make sense to everyone? <clears throat> but it's interesting here. Look what it says here. In which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. Look what it sh shows you here. The way that Paul teaches in all his epistles, he teaches you to be spot and blameless, um, to walk in his wisdom. He tells, you, he tells you here how to prepare your heart, how to prepare your heart. Every place where Paul preaches in the epistles is to prepare your heart for the Lord. Okay. He says here, which are untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do the rest of the scriptures. 
you, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, be aware, lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. Now he is talking to the believers who are standing firm. Being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. So it shows you here, Paul's teaching, he teaches this way, in holy conduct, in godliness, in spot and blameless. And he tells you with long-suffering, this is how you are to walk in the wisdom of God. Now we go to the, we go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version this time. Now, sadly enough, this pandemic has nothing to do, um, this pandemic has nothing to do with what's happening inside of you. What the issue is, is the lack of the love of truth inside of you. And, and Thessalonians talks about this. So let's read it together and I'll go through it with you. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now it's interesting because the other scripture that I spoke about, about the coming of the Lord, it's always, it's always um, uh, speaks about preparing yourself and to be careful. So now in regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to meet him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be quickly unsettled or alarmed either by so-called prophetic revelations of the Spirit or a message or a letter alleged to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has already come. Let no one in any way deceive you or entrap you, for that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first. Now pay attention here what I saw in those dreams. It says, that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first. That is the great rebellion. The abandonment of the faith by professed Christians. Now, are we hearing this? The, what the apostasy is, is the great rebellion. That before the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a great rebellion. There's going to be a great abandonment of faith and how's that going to happen when fear and intimidation allows us to twist the word of God because of our insecurities before because of the fear of the future because not being able to provide the enemy is going to attack all these areas the very things that we need the enemy is going to attack this belief system inside of us So it says here, let no one in any way deceive you or entrap you, for that day will not come unless the apostasy comes first. That is the great rebellion, the abandonment of their faith by professed Christians. Someone may think, you know, um, um, we've come to the end of the road. God has abandoned us. Um, he can't protect us anymore. Let's just go get the vaccine. Let's just go get the vaccine because we've got to get on with life. We need to work. We need to provide for our families. Just do whatever you've got to do now. 
because we don't we can't see God in this. This is how you abandon the faith. This is how Christians abandon the faith. Or you can see so much evil around you and say, okay, where is the Lord? How is he going to help us? God calls you to stand firm. It will come over us. It will not stay. The Lord showed me it will not stay. But he showed me in that process, many were uprooted from their foundations. Many were damaged in their minds, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. There were two types of believers. And for the one who remained in his presence, for the, run, for the one who remained steadfast, praying and seeking his face, these people were not swayed. And then it says here, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, the Antichrist, the one who is destined to be destroyed, who opposes and exalts himself so proudly and so insolently above every so-called God or object of of worship, so that he actually enters and takes his seat in the temple of God, publicly proclaiming that he himself is God. Do you remember that when I was still with you, I was telling you these things, and you know what restrains him now from being revealed? It is so that he will be revealed at his own appointed time. For the mystery of lawlessness, rebellion against divine authority, and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work, but is restrained only until who now restraint is taken away, is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be revealed. The Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth. Why the breath of his mouth? Can anyone write in the the chat, why does Jesus say the breath of his mouth? You just can write it down. Why does he say here he will slay him with the breath of his mouth? So why does he say he will slay him with the breath of his mouth? The truth, amen, the word of God. Heaven and earth pass away, my words will not pass away. If we stand on his truth, we will be preserved by God. He's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. That is God's promise for our lives. All his promises a yes and amen unto the glory of Christ. He will protect us, but we will be tested. And that is the truth. If I can prepare you for this, believe me, then we can stand. Why so many believers today can't stand? Because they've heard this loving, uh, pretty message that's never allowed to stir their hearts to repentance, stir their hearts to remain on the foundation of God. They remain so comfortable. You know, I have a bit of God, have a bit of the world, have a bit of my life. And you know, everything is well. These are the Christians that will be the first to fall. And it is the truth. Some people say to me, you know, you get saved and sit on your couch and do nothing. You know, God accepts you. This is hell. You're the first to fall. I tell people to fast and to pray in the spirit because Jesus shows you what destroys the flesh. Shows you what destroys the unbelief. Shows you what destroys the things of the world inside of you. And we have to not compromise with the truth anymore. And it is the truth. I never get up here 
and talk about a vaccine for this long. To be honest, like I don't care about it. But because God showed me now that many people are enticed to get it, many people are on, um, on, on middle grounds regarding should I or shouldn't I, the Holy Spirit wants to give clarity that this is not from God and we are not to walk in this direction. Because believe me, every six months, the government brings the issue. Pandemic after pandemic in different ways. And, and we have to be prepared that more of it's going to come before the day of the Lord. Because picture this, before the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a great falling away. It makes sense when you hear, when I come back, would there be anyone with faith? It, it, begins, to, it begins to connect how much darkness is going to be on the, on the face of the earth before the coming of the Lord. And how, how we have to stand firm to bring the kingdom on earth. So let's, I want to keep reading this scripture. So it says, then the lawless one, the Antichrist will be revealed. The Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to the end by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the Antichrist, the lawless one, is through the activity of Satan, attended with great power and all kinds of counterfeit miracle, miracles and deceptive signs and false wonders, all of them lies. And, and by unlimited seduction to evil, with all deception of wickedness, are we listening? Are we listening? And by unlimited seduction to evil, and with all deception of wickedness for those who were perishing. Because they did not welcome the love of the truth. They did not welcome the love of the truth. Remember I spoke from 1 Corinthians 13. Paul says, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of them is love. He was telling you, you have to love the truth now because when you love the truth, it will protect you. When you love the truth, the fear of the Lord will be produced in you. So let's keep going. It says, because they did not welcome the love of the truth of the gospel, so as to be saved, they were, look at this, they were spiritually blind and rejected the truth that would have saved them. Spiritually blind. Because of this, now this is, this is so alarming. Because of this, God will send upon them a misleading influence and activity of error and deception, so they will believe the lie, in order that all may be judged and condemned who did not believe the truth about their sin. What does that mean here? That all of them be judged and condemned who do not believe the truth about sin. Oh, you know, God will understand. I didn't fully repent. I didn't turn away and, and change my life. When the Lord comes, he will understand. No, there's no compromising when he comes. You have your life now on earth to get it right. You have your life on earth now, right now, to change your ways and to ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life and help you overcome all these things. Now you have the chance. But the ones here who were judged and condemned, who did not believe the truth about their sin and their need for salvation through Christ, but instead took pleasures in unrighteousness, were condemned and perished with the world. And I'm reading the Bible, folks. I'm reading the same Bible you read. Read things in context. Don't take one verse theology anymore. Read what God is trying to say to us. He's saying here 
that if you don't repent from your sins, what is sin? Everything that is not of faith is sin. It's, 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 a, it's a broad line. And so many people think, um, so many people think sin is just to keep away from evil. That's the first ABC step of it. The love of the world, the lust of the world, the pride of life. Anyone who loves the world, um, God becomes their enemy. So sin in itself is, 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 a, is a massive statement. He's showing you here that when you come to Christ, this is the area that he wants to focus on. This is the area that he wants to uproot in your life. So what's the greatest thing? What's the greatest thing with God? His discipline. Why? He disciplines you so you don't perish with the world. First Corinthians talks about this, that he disciplined you so you weren't, you weren't found to be condemned and judged with the world. So what does that tell you now? That when he begins to discipline you and bring things into the surface, into the light, work with the Holy Spirit. Work with him because he loves you too much for anyone else to possess your heart or possess your mind or possess your body. Work with him. <clears throat> but we should, but we should are morally obligated as debtors always to give thanks to God for you, believers, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. Now look what it says here. It says here, but we should be morally obligated as debtors always to give thanks to God for you, believers. Beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. Now look what the sanctifying work of the Spirit does. That sets you apart for God's purpose. You are God's, you are God's hands and feet on earth. You must know this. You're his masterpiece. Every single one of you. You are his masterpiece. And the way you humble yourself before the Lord and deal in the areas of your life that he wants to deal with, you become his hands and feet on earth. And it is the truth. Now look what it says here. That the sanctifying work of the Spirit that sets you apart for God's purpose and by your faith in the truth of God's word that leads you to what? Spiritual maturity. The sanctifying work of God's spirit leads you to spiritual, spiritual maturity. Now, let that sit and settle inside of you. That the sanctifying work of the spirit sets you apart for God's purpose. That allows you to walk in spiritual maturity. That allows you to feed his believers. That allows you to teach people that allows you to walk and imitate as Christ walked. Now he shows you here two types of believers. They didn't see the truth about their sin. They were judged and condemned by the world. They were spiritually blinded. They rejected the truth because they did not love the truth. There are two believers, the goat and the sheep judgment. There are two believers here. He's showing you what's the goat and what's the sheep spiritually. And he's showing you that the goat is a false believer 
he's a false believer. He's spiritually blind. He rejected the truth. He didn't know the truth about his sin, that he has to turn away from it. And he didn't receive the love of the truth. How many people know the truth today, but do not love it? It's only when you love the truth, you obey him. And really in saying that, it's when you love Jesus Christ, you obey him. So every person who is called by God, look, believers, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. He called you to be saved. He called you to be sanctified by the Spirit. He called you to be set apart for God's purpose. And then he shows you, you operate in spiritual maturity. It was, it was to this end that he called you through our gospel, the good news of Jesus' death, burial and resurrection, so that you may obtain share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold tightly to the, to, to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by letter, from us. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who has and given us everlasting comfort and encouragement and good well-founded hope of salvation by his grace comfort you, encourage you, and strengthen your hearts, keeping them steadfast and on course in every good work and word. Now you begin you begin to see these two scriptures about the coming of the Lord. When the Lord's coming gets closer and closer, the twisting of his word will get more and more intense. And then the great falling away will take place. The great falling away. The true sons and daughters and the false sons and daughters. You begin to see it now. With his second coming, with the second coming of the Lord, there is going to be a great falling away. And I really believe we're in this season. There is going to be a great falling away. And because of the falling away, people are going to twist the truth. They're going to twist the truth and they're going to be condemned and judged with the world. And those who, who have been sanctified by the Spirit, by God's grace and purpose, walk in spiritual maturity, they're the ones that have stood firm. They're the ones that have been comforted by God. These, these are the ones that have been encouraged by God. These are the ones that have been strengthened by God. And they walk in his signs and his wonders and his gifts and the works. So you begin to see now, you begin to see now how the enemy is working. You begin to see now how the enemy is working. Fear and intimidation. We are in this season now. It's so important. Remember. These are, spiritual, these are spiritual beings that are sent from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, to attack the believers. This is not an attack on the world. The way that Satan sees it, the lesser of God's people preaching the kingdom, I have more time to cause destruction and havoc on earth. This is how I see it. There's no other way. And this is what the enemy is doing. This is his master tool, buying more time to take more people to hell with him. And it is the truth. Can you see it now? That all these thousands of people, the blood of the prophets and the, the, the blood of the saints. Why does it say prophets and saints? Because that's how God recognizes us as believers. That's how he recognizes us. 
We are his saints. Some are his prophets. That's how he recognizes who we are in Christ. So the enemy now is buying time, killing so many as he can to stop the kingdom of the message being preached. Some he's killing physically, some he's killing spiritually. But they're both being um, attacked in this place. And we have to stand firm now. Now, now, does that answer your question, whether you should be vaccinated or not? You didn't hear it from the world. You didn't hear it from the doctor's report. You didn't hear it from the things that are happening. You heard it from God's word. We have to rightly handle the word of truth. And we are here to protect you in the love of Christ and most of all in his truth that we can stand firm. So God bless you all. And for the people that have been listening, thank you for your patience. We're here to encourage each other. If there is encouragement for every believer here today, walk with us. We are a body. We are a family. Walk with us. Because look what the Lord has done now. By his grace, he has communicated and he's given us direction. You know why? Because we love him. Why? Because we want to serve him. Why? Because we want the truth. And the Holy Spirit's one step ahead, always preparing us, always keeping our hearts right. and always. So every believer here, please, whatever you do, pass this message on privately to your leader, to, to, to the believers. They need to hear this because this is what the Spirit of God is saying. And this was a buildup of nine months. I waited on God to give me confirmations. And many of them are going to come to pass. And someone may say, can we change it? We can stand firm. We can resist the devil. And when it passes, we can go out there and help those who are injured mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and bring the people who are lost back to Christ. But for now, we're in the season that we have to stand firm. We pray and fast for our gov governments and authorities. Pay, pray for the body of Christ that we may stand the test, that we may be strengthened by the Lord. And that's the best advice that I can give you. Pray. Lesser talking, praying in the spirit, fasting, first of all, for the government and authorities and for the body of Christ. Pray for me also, that God can communicate more effectively with me. Pray for me because, because believe me, in the last week, and I'll share this with you. I wasn't going to share it, but I'll share it with you. In the last week, there was a light hovering over me the last week. For the whole last seven days, there's been a light hovering over me. And I really believe that God sent an angel um, to protect these prophetic things that I'm going to release, to protect me for, um, from the enemy trying to attack me or to stop me from bringing this message to the body. There's been a light. It hasn't left me. Normally, I see it and it goes. But this one stayed over me and hovered over me. And I really believe that God is preparing the body. God is preparing us so as a good soldier, we can walk in the true wisdom of God. And believe me, there is so much that the Lord has to do in our hearts. There is so much that the Lord has to do in our hearts. If there's anyone who is spiritually lacking, it's the country of Australia. We are so spiritually, bl spiritually blind, uh, spiritually, sorry, spiritually behind in the realm of the spirit because we've treated God with our lack and our needs and our wants. And the Holy Spirit said, I hold the body of Christ, the Church of Australia, accountable for not praying for Scott Morrison. He didn't hold him accountable for it. 
he holds the church. We are the spiritual, we are the spiritual building that steers this country. And if we can't pray together and stand together, what hope do we have? What hope do we have? We need to stand together, rely on each other, and be there for each other. But most of all, seeking his face, spending time with him, and allowing the Holy Spirit to build us every day. But it's sad. For 10 months, I haven't seen people. I told them I'm preaching about the pandemic. They all jumped on. Is that how we treat God? Is that how we truly treat God? Forget about me now. But is this how you treat your journey with the Lord and need and a want? This is so important for us now to stand firm. And believe me, the enemy is coming. He came to Jesus and he found nothing in him. We are preparing our vessels to be the same way. He found no meat, meat of the love of the world, meat of the world, meat of the flesh, meat of the lust, meat of their insecurities. He found nothing to eat of. There's the Holy Spirit. And I pray by God's grace that every person is strengthened. Every person is strengthened. Jump on Mondays and Thursdays every week. Begin to spend time, your valuable time with the Lord. Amen. So you understand now why the Lord told me not to preach my message? Because it's too much to feed on. This message here is what's to come. And the Spirit of God is showing us that we're in a season where we have to stand firm. Someone said to me, what's the way out? What's, how's God showing you the way out? Um, stand firm. Stand firm. Because what's going to happen after that, there's going to be a mighty move of God. And I hear a lot of people say this. I heard it from God. Our heart's got to be right. We've got to prepare our vessels for the mighty anointing. Imagine the anointing of God coming upon you. And it tells you, you know, to go and preach and, 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 and go out there and heal the sick, cast out devils. Oh, I'm, I have a job. Sorry, I have to um, look after my work. And then I'll come back and look after my family. And then maybe after, if everything's good, I'll go out and preach. No, God's, pe- God's looking for people that are sold out for him. He'll look after the rest. He tells you go after what's the best, the kingdom. And it's the truth. We're in a season. We have to stand firm now. We're in a season. And I encourage you in the love of the Lord Jesus that you understand what I'm saying. This message is not from me. This message is from the Holy Spirit. He's preparing us. He's laying the foundation in our hearts and protecting us from falling away or being discouraged or being condemned or being hurt or being confused. He's protecting us. So bless you all. Um, for the people, you know, um, who are thinking about getting the vaccine, you'll thank me in heaven when you haven't got it. <laughs> you'll thank me in heaven because um, God allowed you to go in and to seek and save the lost. God allowed you to be a vessel for him, not sick, injured, and hurt in whichever ways these vaccines are going to come. And there's going to be more of them. But I'm just encouraging you in the love of the Lord Jesus. Um, as, as, as a servant, I tell you that things are going to get challenging. We have each other. The Acts of the Apostles had each other so much that they sold their belongings 
and they shared it with each other. Are you willing to do this as believers? This is what the Acts of the Apostles done. They had each other that they sold their belongings to support one another in the Lord Jesus. And we may get to this. Believe me, we may get to this. I don't know. I'm not going to make assumptions. But I'll tell you the love of Christ that has to be in our hearts for each other. So God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And I hope I've answered all your questions. This is probably the last time I speak about the pandemic. So God bless you all. And can we pray together? So you see the build-up? You see the build-up of all those um, dreams and, and one vision and the spoken words from God? Does it click to you now? Does it make sense to you now? You know what's interesting? Everyone's gone quiet about the pandemic. You know why? Because they've given into it. From the leaders to the pastors to the prophets to the men of God, the women of God, they've given into it. And all the sheep, I, uh, imagine what's happening to all the, the seeds that God has uh, seeded on earth to, to bear fruits for the world are being destroyed because leaders aren't standing up for the truth. And believe me, I'm not representing a vaccine or a pandemic. I'm representing the truth that we stand on. God is looking for a person of truth. He's looking for a person who will speak the truth, even though no one will listen. So bless you all. I'm encouraged um, from today um, to fast and pray for Scott Morrison and the governments and the authorities. Do this on a weekly basis where you include him in your prayers. I know, I know Tony um, started the prayers for the government and authorities, but we have to begin to fast and pray for him. Okay, this is the, this is the, the right way through the word of God or the most effective way to get results in the spiritual realm. We fast together and we pray for him. And believe me, um, I told the Lord when, when I received that dream about Scott Morrison, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, forgive me because I've never been a person who focuses on the government and authorities. I've been probably focusing on the ministry and what God is doing through us, but I've never been a person who focuses on government and authorities. And I repented to the Lord for that because I've never understood how that side works. Or I'm probably new to it. And I said to the Lord, give me a heart to care for the government and authorities. Give me a heart to, to care so I can really pray from my heart for them. And this is what we are to pray, each one of us. Because look at it, look at it this way. The enemy has entered that place of government and authorities. The people are being oppressed. And, and it's the truth. They're being oppressed because the enemy has entered a place where the body should protect that place. They don't know how to pray. We know how to pray. They don't know how to do warfare. We know how to do warfare. So we have to be so active in how we pray. So please understand this. So let's pray together as a family. But every week, um, maybe one or two day fasting, an intense prayer for the government and authorities. First of all, that God has mercy on them because it is mercy that allows the cross to come alive 
for the government and the authorities. It's the mercy of God that allows the blood to be sprinkled. And we pray for mercy to come upon the government and authorities of Australia because they're in need of mercy. They're in need of God's compassion and his mercy. Amen. So let's pray for one another, for the body, that we can stand firm. But believe me, this is not a prayer. This is a preparation. Preparation for your heart to be prepared. And you may be getting stretched. I can assure you you're getting stretched. But believe me, you're being stretched in the right way to become a Christ. There's no regret in this. There's no regret when you've been stretched by the Lord. You know why? Because your faith is being built more and more and more. And this is valuable. It's a treasure to be stretched in the right way. Not because of fear, but because you want to rely more and more on Christ. It's a blessing. So I encourage each one to stand firm. Build your family. Speak to each other. But most of all, see what the Lord wants to speak to you about. The places he wants to work on and the places that you need to grow and focus on. Amen. Okay, let's pray. We thank you, Father. Father, we enter your throne of grace by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Father, we worship you. We worship you, Father. Jesus, you said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws them to me. I thank you, God, our Father, that you send your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us, to give us salvation and to give us a hope that never puts us to shame because the love of Christ has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for your peace, which surpasses all understanding to be manifested in us. I thank you, Lord, for it is your perfect love that drives away all fear from our hearts. I pray for every member that is watching this, that they may stand firm, that their faith will not fail them. We worship you, Lord, and we give you all the glory. And I thank you for what you've done. Holy Spirit, I pray for the anointing to be released upon every person, that they may be comforted in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they may stand tall and stand firm in Christ. I pray, Father, that every person that's lacking in Jesus' name, mentally, spiritually and emotionally and physically, that they are fulfilled because greater is the one who's in them than the one who's in the world. I thank you, Jesus. I pray a protection over every person here in the spiritual realm. I connect them in the spiritual realm to the Holy Spirit. And I pray from today, anything that is not of the Lord Jesus Christ and everything that the devil has planted mentally, spiritually and emotionally and physically be uprooted now in Jesus name. You have no authority to be there, for we have been bought at a price. For the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, boldly before your throne of grace. For all your promises are yes and amen unto the glory of Christ. I pray, Father, that they, are, that they can rejoice in this season, that they may be glad. That they may be glad and they may rejoice. Because we are not of this world. We are seated with you in heavenly places. At the right hand of God, so are we. I pray from today, Lord, that we can detach from the world and, and spiritually be attached to you. That we may focus on the way of the spirit, the way of your kingdom, and the way of your glory and your, your purpose. And I pray for today, Lord Jesus, 
that every person finds comfort in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, be released upon them now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you, Father, for you do way more than our earthly father can ever do for us. I thank you, God, our Father, and I give you all the glory because it's you alone, Jesus, that makes us stand. Thank you for your unfading love that will never allow our foot to slip as, as long as our eyes are on you. In Jesus' name, amen. you all and thank you for listening i encourage every person that's new um, to this place walk with us we will look after you we will tell you the truth and we will help you to christ jesus please trust us we're not here um, to use you or control you in any way we're here to protect you but most of all to allow you to progress in the way of the spirit to allow you to know who you really are in christ and I pray today, you know, be careful who you receive from. Be careful who you receive from. Be careful who you take advice from. If you didn't like what I said, out of you on an unstable way or a lack of truth, don't go ask someone else who's walked that's going to tell you to go get the vaccine. Do not get it. It's not from God. Do, do not get it. It's not from God. Don't ask for any opinion. I read you the scripture, and it's so important that you understand that your body your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body, not your spirit, your body. And be careful what you put inside of it. Okay? So God bless you. And I want to encourage you that we're called to stand firm. And believe me, the pandemic is the last of the issue. God's exposing your lack of faith. God is exposing your unbelief. God is exposing your fear. God is exposing your insecurities. This is the area you focus on. Because what the pandemics do, from pandemic to pandemic to pandemic, all it's going to be doing is exposing your fears, exposing your doubts, exposing your unbelief. Guess what happens? Your heart never gets dealt with. Focus in this area. Focus on what's, what's allowing you to give in. Amen? So please, I'm not here to condemn anyone. I speak the truth to you. I heard from God. And I want to encourage you that the pandemic is not the issue. It's the lack of truth or the lack of faith that's inside of us. So bless you all. And we are in the last days. We are in the season. I don't know if we'll come back in our time or our kids' time. But let's focus on where we are going to spend eternity with the Lord. Amen. With the Lord. Amen. So love you all and blessings in Christ. And we will help you. All the new people that are here will help you. We'll walk with you. But all I ask that Monday and Thursday, you come and listen to the teaching. Let the Holy Spirit work in the area. If it's love, then it's love. If it's obedience, it's obedience. If it's rest, it's rest. Let the Holy Spirit work in which area it's needed the most. Okay? So bless you all. and love you so much. Um, for the people who want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and for the people that are listening here that haven't made that commitment yet, you can message us on um, the His and His Word page and we'll be more than happy to walk you through how to take the next step in the Lord. So God bless you all and thank you for listening. The most important thing 
when I heard that apostle say, you know, um, people ask me about the pandemic. He says, James says, if anyone is sick among you, let him ask, um, uh, let him go and ask the elders of the church to pray. And a prayer that availeth much will heal them. I encourage you, don't use the scripture out of context. Use the scripture in context. Okay? This is so important for us because the twisting of the word comes through fear and intimidation, through the lack of the future, the lack of the unknown, and we make the wrong decisions. So don't go asking a believer who just got saved, should I take the vaccine? Ask someone who's mature in the Lord. Okay? But like I said, your insecurities got exposed, your fears got exposed, your doubts got exposed, the love for the world got exposed, your security to this world got exposed, and it's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. <laughs> so hallelujah to Jesus. Um, it took me a while to open my heart to use regarding all those dreams and visions. But I think you paid attention and started to find out that the visions I was getting or the dreams I was getting or the messages I was getting, it was in the message. I was really hitting it in the message to prepare your heart for the things to come. So thanks for listening. Um, and I think I'm...